Hello and welcome to episode three of Goddess Effed Up. We have taken ourselves on the road in the back of my car during our lunch break to record this very special podcast. Yeah, we're just taking this show on the road, as they say. Yeah, in the back seat, actually. We're not even the in back the driver's seat. Of the seat. parking lot. Yep. It's a nice back seat. It's roomy back here. Yeah, you know what? CRV 2018. It's true. Brand new, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just kick it off. What's got you effed up this week or today or whatever? Oh, man. A lot of things, I think, like my whole entire life. Okay. But, Can you narrow um, it down? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> sure. Let me, should, should I narrow it down to like topics or like a Whatever specific item? Whatever okay. you want. Um, I think work has me stressed out this week, not to mention it being a shorter week and, you know, you're still doing the same amount of things you need to do. But in three days, in three days instead of five. But like when five seemed impossible, now three is just extremely impossible. But no, you got to make that shit happen. And whether you're working at work or you're outside of work, no matter what, you are on the damn clock. And I think that's what's stressing me out this week. But you know what? (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Well, I would say the same thing. For those who don't know, for those who are actually listening to our podcast, we are headed to Vegas tomorrow morning. Whoop, whoop. Who let us go to Vegas together? I don't know. But uh, the same thing, really. Um, Just the anxiety of trying to get all of my deliverables out and everything in a good place before I leave has been on my mind. Um, Just my anxiety in general. I have general anxiety, so I have no clue why I get anxious sometimes, but... I've been like waking up in the middle of the night. Usually I'm a very good sleeper and my heart's just pounding and I'm like full on sweats. Like there's no sleeping through that. No, like I can't hyperventilating. I actually had a panic attack last night. So, and I had a panic attack on Saturday. So I'm just living the dream of uh, mental issues, but I am powering through it. Mm-hmm. But I guess that kind of kicks us off with what we kind of wanted to talk about today, which is kind of more on the serious note. I know we've been kind of giggly and like talking but about like those relationship. were the first two episodes yeah. I was trying to build this out. So if you right. know you're listening to this and definitely skip over the first one. Don't listen to that one. Um yeah. the second one the second one, you know, we get 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 a little bit more serious and then definitely serious now. Right. Because uh, you know health, mental health is no joke or anything like that. But I do try to find a little bit of light and humor in it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do joke about it, but um, definitely this is a think, serious, yeah. serious topic, and we both experience it firsthand. So I think I it's, think that everyone experiences it, no matter who you are, no what matter you're what. Doing. We're all got something going on in our heads. We all have some kind of mental health issues that either we deal with or we don't deal with. Either we know or are aware that we have them or we don't. You don't, don't deal with them when you don't should deal. deal with them. Right, exactly. So I think it's important and I really respect people who are open and honest about it. Although I do respect when people are private about it. But I think when there's a conversation surrounding mental health, I think it's better for those who are silently struggling to actually reach out and want to talk about it and want to share their stories in order to help other people. So I don't know. That's just kind of the gist of this podcast, just kind of lending personal experience, personal struggles and for you guys to be able to connect with us and 
speak to your own and how to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, we know it's it's a very, like, I want, I don't want to say basic topic. I know a lot of people have been, you know, it's trending. A lot of people are noticing and talking about it now. But mm-hmm. there are some people who still think that, um, you know, it's anxiety taboo. and depression and things like that aren't real. And They're that they not shouldn't be spoken of. And right, exactly. They're very much real. And... Well, if they haven't experienced it yet, then shit, lucky them. Because it sucks. Yeah, it's hard. I remember at my um, college job, I was talking to a couple that they're on the older side. And maybe they're boomers, I'm not sure, baby boomers. Um, We were talking about, I don't know how this came up. We would would talk about very random subjects. And I don't know how um, depression and suicide came up into conversation. And they basically told me how they thought, no, like, suicide, like, that's selfish of that person to do that. And <laughs> we just saw a co- co-worker pass by our car, and he's probably like, what are they doing back there? He gave us a good wave, and we're like, hey! <laughs> Anyways, but back to, yeah, back to... The sad reality. Yeah. But, yeah, they were talking about suicide and saying how I think it was in the news I think a celebrity had um had uh, died by suicide which I don't say committed suicide I don't think that it's a crime that's just my opinion um I I just don't think it's up to the person I don't think that it's it's a choice I don't think that it's um selfish I don't think that they're in a mindset to even decide that and I don't think it's selfish so when that person said that at at work it was a client I really bit my tongue so hard because I am a strong advocate for like suicide prevention awareness depression awareness, everything and I just think it's so sad that there are people out there who are not as understanding or not as willing to understand what goes on in people's lives sorry another co-worker we're just we're just awkwardly sitting in the car and that's been now two people right so so they're gonna gonna know what's up but yeah so that's just my tidbit on that and it's just sad how people just don't understand it um and it's sad when kids have mental health issues and they're not really addressed like I see a therapist from time to time and I'm guilty of not going sometimes I cancel it because I think I'm fine but I've learned a lot about myself as a person and how it stemmed from my childhood and how I was exhibiting anxiety when I was a child and I didn't even know it so I um growing up my parents didn't think that anxiety or depression was a thing and I definitely don't think I experienced it until I really hit like junior senior year of high school where I had a traumatic event happen to me Mm -hmm. and I almost I had a car crash with someone who who was a driver I was just a passenger in the car but and then just my whole life flashed before my eyes and my parents didn't really know you know where I was or anything like that and I developed like a huge anxiety problem like I couldn't drive I um I just have panic attack in groups of people like I wouldn't be able I just it was crazy and like that was um like I tried to explain it to my parents and they just thought you know I was like making stuff up like I was just like panic attack like like the you know the feelings that you go through you sweat you you, your body tenses up like you go numb like you can't breathe like you 
back of your neck and your head starts tensing up like because like you start thinking that something's like happening to you like you feel like you're fainting you're passing out right remember my eye was twitching yeah the other day that was 100% anxiety my eye twitches when I have anxiety it's terrible and it's just it's all in the nerves for real yeah um my parents didn't believe it and so I actually had to end up being put on anxiety medication I can't really even picture my life without it because that's the only reason I think that and that's sad that I can think that the only reason I'm, like, totally fine now. Like, that's I still not sad. It's, deal it's good that you take it. With anxiety, but it's very mellow and, like, undertone, I want to say, because I definitely had full-on panic attacks before. Mm-hmm. So it's almost scary to think, like, what I would feel like and how it, everything will happen and be if I stop taking it because yeah. I feel like everything would just rush back. Yeah. But going back to that, um, my mom actually started getting anxiety, and so now she knows how I feel. Right. And it's she's been struggling it with, with it for so much, you know, so much more than I did, and so now, she gets it, and she can relate think, and understand. Yeah, and I think that people need to start being more cognizant of that because it is something that honestly is out of your control. It really is. You can't con- you can't control it, and sometimes it's situational, and sometimes it's random. Sometimes I'd have a panic attack, no reason. I just start hyperventilating or I wake up in the middle of the night and I panic and I cannot sleep. Or sometimes it's situational. Like this past year has been kind of a whirlwind for me from family to personal life to work life to everything. And it came to a point where I ended up fainting and ended up in the ER. And that's when I was like, hey, I should not be stubborn and actually get on some anti-anxiety medication because I was 100% against any kind of medication. I didn't want to alter my state of mind. I thought I would have it underneath control, but a lot has made me realize like, no, like it's not a bad thing to be on medication. It shows that you're willing to do something to help yourself. It's just like if you're sick, if you have strep throat, you're gonna take antibiotics to get better. Just like if you have a panic attack or if you're having a a long string of anxiety, you're going to take anxiety medication to get better to prevent. I mean, I still have panic attacks sometimes, but at least it helps. It's under control. Like it kind of puts down the fire because the medication I'm on is not like the uh, mainstream anti-anxiety medication. It's not like, I don't even know what they're called. Sand. Yeah, Xanax. I, I I don't take that or anything. It's just yeah. it's one that kind of like the way I describe it. Because my when I had anxiety in the beginning of the year, it was I felt like my chest was on fire. I felt like there was a fire in my body, and like I felt like there was a fire in my body. And it's just really weird to explain it. And a little mini me, a little person, is like in there, like trying to get out. But when I take this anxiety medication and go to see a therapist and like do things to, you know, relax, like write or take a bath or go to the gym, the fire is kind of just suppressed. Like it kind of get, gets pushed down and I feel like I can breathe again. So I'm really thankful for that. I've had a really good friend who also struggles with anxiety. She recommended it and I got on it and I would recommend it to other people but I'm not a doctor so I'm not gonna say what I'm on but it it works and I feel a lot better but I know some people are always very against taking medication yeah, for anxiety I, yeah, which I get trying to medicate it and I get that you know to each their own but it doesn't mean that you know you taking you know chemicals so to speak I guess um 
that there's something wrong with you or that, you know, you can't handle yourself because you have to take medication. No, it's a choice Mm -hmm. because I just don't, you don't want to live your life that way. How long can you go on not being able to drive or not being able to be in an environment of people because you're so stressed out and you literally can't even like function? Right. Like that's not living life at all no it's not and if if the medication helps you drive if it helps you go into social settings and to where you want to be like i i have social anxiety too i have sensory overload disorder going to concerts can be hard for me like taylor swift was here last june and i went with my friends we got floor seats like randomly and i remember telling one of my friends i was like hey because i'm not really I used to not be super open about my mental health because I didn't want people to judge it or I didn't want to be, like, too open about it. But now I'm pretty open about it. I'm open to talking about it. And I told my friend, I was like, hey, like, I have, like, sensory overload, bright lights flashing and loud sounds kind of... It it can induce a panic attack or it can induce anxiety in me. It may or may not happen. And she was amazing. She was like, hey, if you feel anything, just, like, give me a signal and we leave. And that's what is amazing about having a really good support system is you know you can have an exit in situations and that people understand where you're coming from even if they don't want to experience it so I feel like it's a mix of like self-care maybe medication if you need it talk to a therapist and like so surround yourself with people who are who will understand and support you whether or not they deal with mental health issues so I'm really grateful for my friends and how they've really stepped up I know what you mean, though. I used to be not be able to go to music festivals, and that's, like, the one thing I love to do. If right. anyone knows me, everyone knows that I love going to music festivals. Mm-hmm. It's something I live for, um, even up to now. And I've been going since high school, and just, like, when I started getting my anxiety, I literally couldn't even go to a festival, even though it's an open, like, field. Like, there's so much space to breathe and have right. your own, like, you know, like... What is this person doing? Hey guys, so um, live from the parking lot, this um, very this, large van is about to hit a couple of cars. Luckily, not mine, but uh, she's it is struggling. mine though. Oh, oh, that's your car. Oh, did not realize your car was next to mine. Oh, she made it. Good job. All right, I'm watching you, <laughs> guys. That was so shut. I just got a wave of anxiety right there. Yeah, because you were in a couple of car accidents. Yeah, um, actually, <laughs> brings me to my next point, but actually, no, let me, hold on, backtrack to what I was just talking about. Um, yeah, but I started getting anxiety going even to festivals, even though that's such an open, like, space, and that, that stressed me out even more, because something I love was about to get taken away from me because of something I couldn't deal with. Right. Luckily, I had a boyfriend at the time who just, like, understood. He didn't get it because he never had anxiety but he Mm -hmm. understood how I felt and a lot of my friends all who would go to these festivals understood too so I had a great support system and you know it sucked because there was times where I had to you know I paid like 200 something dollars for this festival and I had to leave yeah and there's no entering again and it's just like you can tell them hey I have anxiety I'll be right back yeah and then you can't do that these people these people my friends and the boyfriend at the time left with me and they were like you know what you don't feel good we're not gonna stay here and enjoy ourselves without you and it was just amazing that's so, that's so nice um but yeah going back to like kind of future present anxiety um I recently got into a car accident with my new car that is no longer an existing car um because someone totaled it and an intersection 
uh, because they turned right onto me while I was going through the intersection. And um, I just got that car about three, four months ago. I paid a lot for it. Um, and just to see that, you know, they totaled in within like three seconds after having it for three months, it killed me inside. And it's just not only did I get stressed out with, you know, driving now because I'm terrified and like I feel like someone's gonna hit me again, but like the fact that, you know, the car got totaled and I could have probably died is uh, another yeah. thing that stressed me out. So, you know, a lot of a lot of stress this month and overall. Yeah. I can relate with the driving anxiety. Even I was I was in one little fender bender, but um I lost uh, my grandma in a car, a very bad car accident um, that happened just, you know, a few minutes away from where I live now. So I pass that intersection all the time. Um, but even before that accident happened, I was always high anxiety driving. I would have panic attacks before I would even get in a car knowing I had to drive. The whole time driving, I would be just beside myself with anxiety. Um, probably was a bad driver because of it because I was over anticipating people hitting me or I wouldn't change lanes because I was scared I wouldn't see someone Um, but after that accident happened where I actually lost my grandma um, I couldn't drive for two months and then I went and then as soon as I got into the car first day um, of college I think I was a sophomore in college at uh, Harper Community College um, I rear-ended someone in a parking lot because it was flooded. It was a really bad rainy day. And and then after that, I couldn't I was like, I kind of made a good step. I'm in the driver's seat, and then I get into a car accident. And you get I pulled mean, back. And then I got pulled right back. And then after that, my sister got into a huge head-on car accident, totaled her car. And so it was just like one, it was like a snowball. I felt like, okay, I can get behind the wheel again, and then something would happen that would get me in my head. And then I just literally I I could not drive but then I got this car I was able to another co-worker another co-worker <laughs> strolling by four they're really like what are they doing in there four. see we promise there. we're happy people we just have depressing lives yeah just things just happen. kidding shit happens yeah but I'm better with driving now I think sometimes when it comes with anxiety you have to just push through it and um just kind of work your way through it yeah but you know there's there's no solution you know I've talked to even a professor someone who I was inspired by someone who's you know stepped up the ladder of PR and communications which is something that um me and Gianna work in so like you know talking to him and just hearing the fact like you know he does seminars and presentations in huge groups like he he goes to trade shows and just like speaks up front to other people who are looking up to him he told me that he had to take medication every time he would step on that um, stage because he had mad anxiety and here's this person that I you know I thought was like so open and like right. wow I, I want yeah on top of it look at them and I really want to be like them I want to be able to communicate be like very I don't even know like I just want to be able to like public speak like that and like right. I not have be nervous, with whether that. it's public speaking in a crowd like that. Or just or, on the phone with the client. Yeah, right, with the <laughs> client. Like, being confident and, like, yeah. wanting to, you know, direct the message and and 
trying to do that and just hearing that you know he had to like deal with his own anxiety issues I was like wow like this hits everyone and it's no matter who you are it doesn't matter you can't think that anxiety is not going to hit you because you're rich or you're on top of it and you're you're a sea level yeah or you're just an outgoing person exactly no everyone has anxiety about something it's not the same thing it doesn't have to be no you know it could be similar but you have you can have anxiety about literally anything and it's yeah it's your anxiety and it's unique to each person I mean each person has their own you know anxiety social anxiety I mean I've had that um I I can be an introvert but then I can be outgoing and you know have a good time I think we have our moments like yeah I mean at work we'll we'll be like I don't know like I feel like in a group of people at work I'll be an introvert and I like to sit silent I don't like having attention on myself yeah but when we go out like we recently went out with a few of our co-workers yeah um and we you know we went out in the city in Chicago and just having a good time being regular people and not being in that environment we were total extroverts we were having fun we're not awkward we're not embarrassed and no we're just out there having a good time but it's funny because I used to have anxiety going to settings like that like we, right I used to have anxiety going to parties I used to have anxiety going to I don't want to call this a bar you know I used to have anxiety about that stuff because I just I think it's just the company that I was around at that time I just didn't feel comfortable or confident in my skin around certain people and it kind of made me self-conscious and it kind of put me more in my shell because I I come off as a shy person but oh I definitely thought you were shy when you started yeah. Gianna started at um, our job about three or four months after I started and she was so shy and quiet she got sat down next to me and I was just like this girl's not saying anything is she okay she's probably <laughs> nervous and I try to make you feel comfortable and I try talking yeah. to you right I mean I, I, definitely I was just think so I shy I just that's how I am when I start off somewhere new yeah, I know. or just like in general one of our coworkers is back from lunch I guess so we're through. still at three we're at three but now he come back hello <laughs> you back you back and clock him back in oh. well, we don't clock in but yeah I, I'm usually everyone who meets me thinks that I'm so shy and blah 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 but around the right people or around people who make me feel comfortable no matter how long I've known them I can literally meet someone in a day and be outgoing with them if they make me feel comfortable and confident in my own skin and then I won't have anxiety. I think it's about finding the balance and I know we're kind of we like this is still on the level of anxiety but I think this kind of stems off of like just having balance. Yeah. And whether it's work life balance or just balance in general. Yeah. I think our anxiety stems off the fact that we don't know how to find work-life balance I yeah. find myself frequently working after hours like I will literally van ladies back uh-uh <laughs> oh girl you better park back there uh-huh. she should have parked way back like she's girl, a she got real this. close to your car okay what was I talking yeah um work-life balance work-life balance and, and anxiety. Then we frequently find ourselves I mean we were just talking about this on the last podcast but you know we'll work to like what like eight to five basically we usually stay Mm -hmm. longer than we should and then we end up going to the gym for like an hour and a half and then we go home and work more and then shower and go to bed and then not to mention the two-hour round trip commute yeah it's it's a stressful yeah it's stressful and like finding time you know you're not getting paid extra for that time and i get it salary that's how it works but um 
that I think a lot of my anxiety definitely comes from that. And it, it's, you know, not one person's dealing with it. I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. Everyone, I think, is has a struggle trying to find it. Yeah. Um, I think the one balance I give myself when it comes to that is like not working on the weekend like I try yeah. to not check my emails do like things I try, that will make you happy healthy unless mentally. it's an emergency obviously but right of otherwise. course like there's times where you have to work on the weekends which I have had to do and I am happy to and um but sometimes it's good to just take a step back take a breather do things that will help you mentally kind of like refresh restart the week things like that so yeah I just think it's important to recognize that you have you know, it's not a problem. I don't want to call it. It's not a problem. There is no, there is no solution. No one's found a solution. The only thing you can do is find outlets and things that are going to help you through that. Yeah. And cope because they haven't invented a pill to get rid of anxiety. Just help you cope with it. Exactly. There's no cure for it. It's, you know, just something that, you know, stems from these, all these hardships that we were saying, like, you know, whatever event it is, or just, this the stress and the pressure that you're putting on your body like it's just it's coming from that mm-hmm. and your your body and your mind knows that you're in distress and that's exactly what causes it so yeah. there isn't a cure and um but there are ways to get through it and there's ways that to you could ease right it. to ease it and sometimes you don't you don't feel it every day I don't feel it every day but there are more days than not that I do. What are your outlets? Let's give some examples. Like, what are, I mean, obviously each to their own of right. what you like to do, what, you know, what you have a passion for, things you like to do outside of work, for example. Yeah. What helps you push through anxiety and stress? Um, for me, um, I love to draw. Um, drawing is a huge part of my um, life or it was, and I'm trying to get back into that more. Um, I also love creative writing. Another thing I've not done in a while that I really need to start getting back into. Again, um, work-life balance issues. Exactly. It's like I need to put down my work computer, pick up my personal computer, and just write fiction or poetry or um, Tell really me just a poem. anything. No. Roses are red, violets are blue. I have anxiety. How about you? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, that was, was really Gianna Dargento. Yep. Copyright that. Beautiful. Shit. Copyright that shit. Um, but yeah, I do that. Uh, working out. Working out has been huge. My therapist says that it's always important. Definitely got to go so, see a therapist. Yeah. I, I love think, my girl. And it, that's another thing. Seeing a therapist doesn't make you crazy. No. And I say, oh, my therapist has said this. And I don't expect people like, and what, Growing you up, it? I heard that. But it's like, you're going to go see a therapist. Well, like, now it's like, of course you should go see a therapist. And you shouldn't like strap my head to like freaking Talking cord. Talking to someone who gets it is the perfect first start to Someone suffer. that will listen with, because I have this, this issue with feeling like I'm burdening other people with my problems. Me too. Me so, too. I just talked about that today, actually. Yeah. I just feel bad for saying, hey, I had anxiety or, hey, I had a panic attack yesterday because I don't like talking about it because I don't want other people to feel sorry for me because I'm not trying to make people feel sorry for me. I don't want people feeling bad. I don't want to make people feel like it's their responsibility to make me feel better when it's not. It's my responsibility. Or I just need to, you know, that's like 
the way I feel about leading client accounts. Like if I'm leading something, I feel I forget that I have a team yeah. of people who support me, and I feel like I have to take on everything yeah, because I, I don't want to put anything on anyone else. Right. Exactly. And I so I get what you're saying. Right. And I, I feel I, like yeah. that all the That's time. That's why I see a therapist because it's her job, and she's good at it, and she listens, and she gives me solid advice she doesn't tell me what to do but she says you she know recommend she recommends things. things yeah and she, she told me that working out she's like that seems to be a positive outlet for you and it's something that you should be doing almost every day if you can just to move some way just to kind of get those endorphins kicking because you know i think it's serotonin the neurotransmitter yeah, that releases positive so. thoughts yeah. or something i almost said melatonin but you know what that's a sleep help so <laughs> Yeah, That's I mean, I was not a minor, but I don't remember much, unfortunately. Oh. Oops. But yeah, how about you? What are your outlets? Like, what do you do to cope? Um, honestly, I think that throughout, cause just because I started getting anxiety not as a child, but like, I feel like a little bit into my young adult stage now, um, I think that throughout the years, I've definitely um, created... I don't know, like a process for myself. I think that I, uh, traveling is definitely one of my outlets. If everyone knows me, they know that I like to just drop everything and go. I mean, I literally drop everything. Like, I'll mm-hmm. figure out a plan and then go. And then do it. And then hop on a plane. But, um, like tomorrow. Yeah, like tomorrow. <laughs> um, but I, I like to just, that's like my outlet right there, like actually going somewhere, some maybe a pl- new place or revisiting a favorite place that I, you know, found that I love mm-hmm. and just reflecting on myself and being able to relax and actually take that mental health time and just like pre- you like prepare yourself ease yourself breathe breathe breathing is nice yeah um something I feel like I don't get at home because even if I get home from work like even have that mini mini sliver of like free time like I feel like I'm not breathing like I'm holding my breath yeah because I know like you know next day is the same thing so it's just that like few days is great um I definitely think that working out has become an outlet I know that like throughout the years I've had like I'm very weird with working out like I'll get into working out for a very long period of time and then I'll stop because something happens and then I it's hard for me to get back into it Mm -hmm. once I do though I was motivated you know through a breakup or you know um you know, looking forward to something and wanting to look good, for example. Like, something like that. Like, and now that Gianna um, has kind of forced me to go to export with her. Of course, you come with me. Yeah, but, you know, it was kind of like a, hey, you should freaking work out. And I was like, shit, she's probably right. I didn't say it like that. <laughs> come on. No, but, no, but, like, it, no, but she said it as in, like, this is a good outlet for stress. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I haven't yeah. gone in a while. I wanted to go someone because, you know, working out by yourself might not be as fun. Mm-hmm. And so um, definitely that has become an outlet. And then I think this podcast is kind of an outlet because it's definitely a newer talk. outlet. Yeah, it's a distraction to things. You get to talk about issues and people relate to them. and Right. Um, so a few few things. Yeah. You know, I can't do them as often. Like, I can't travel every, like... Every day. Yeah. <laughs> every that would be cool if there was a job like that. Um, but those are, yeah, those yeah. are some things that I do that help me feel better. And so I'm hoping that once we get back from Vegas, I'll be, like, ready to go on Tuesday. And I'll right. be like, hell yeah. Um, we'll see if I'm hungover. I don't know. Yeah. That part I don't know. Well, we'll see what kind of... But uh, rejuvenated, hopefully. Right. I think one thing I wanted to get to before we wrap up 
since our lunch break is probably dwindling. Um, yeah. I try to recognize situations that give me anxiety or you try know, to depression avoid and nip it in the butt. If a person, say a person gives me anxiety, just, it doesn't matter if they're a long-term friend, someone you're just talking to, someone you just met, whatever. If something that they do or don't do gives you anxiety, I try to cut that off or back up from a relationship, a situation, a friendship, whatever it is. I try to recognize my feelings towards that. And if it's negative, I try to cut it out. And well, I think that before you actually ultimately decide to cut it out, yeah. like cutting off someone as a friend or something like that, you yeah. should I mean, definitely I try to like analyze it definitely. to see if there's any solution, something you can be honest about, if being right. honest will help yeah. and fix it. If the if it's a person, I don't know, it, I guess it depends on the situation, but right. trying to fix it. And then if you know you've tried and it's or there's a disagreement and there's no budging and no movement then you should definitely cut it out right um yeah which is yeah I don't just cut off people if they give me anxiety <laughs> unless they're just you know a random you know well if it's, if it's like a minuscule random thing that happens then try to you know right but like in certain situations like just really evaluate your life whether it be your job your and value yourself yeah seriously like I always it, put myself last and I know you do too I yeah so seriously and sometimes it's like I feel like a lot of people who struggle with anxiety depression anything another person's rolling through um I feel like people don't know how to park I'm sorry yeah they don't okay sorry you go us, back to, yeah yeah but it's like I try to extend my hand you know and help people who I see that are struggling and stuff like that and I know people are not as open and stuff like that but always put yourself first and if if don't take on too much when it comes to work when it comes to friendships when it comes to planning things or right. you know if I have too much on my plate even if it's a bunch of fun things I get anxiety knowing that I have all of this stuff to do and no time to like literally just sit in my room and read a book or write or draw or do things that help me get through my life Think so, about your capabilities and what right. you're capable of. Don't just say yes to every little thing because you think, oh, it's a distraction because I'm depressed. No, like sometimes you need to face your depression, you face your anxiety with things that help you on your own. Like for me, it's, you know, drawing, writing, whatever. For you, it's, you know, planning a trip or whatever it is, working out, you know. I always tell my mom that anxiety, now that she has anxiety, that anxiety is a monster. A monster that doesn't go away and it's you know what it hides in the shadows for some time and then sometimes it's really bad and it comes out it kind of starting to sound like monsters inc but that's fine i love that movie i know <laughs> uh, but i don't love anxiety so <laughs> we're it's not as cute as that um but i always tell like you know you got to face that monster and you got to just take it head on no one's going to solve this except you yeah and if you run away from it and hide from it then it's only going to come up and creep and creep up and, it, and then a then really it's good worse metaphor. That's a yeah. very good metaphor. Yeah. Well, we're gonna, in positive notes. In positive note, we're going to Vegas tomorrow. Yeah. And we're going to, I guess, keep our page updated with some Vegas pics and some of the stupid things that we'll be doing. Yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah. But uh, hopefully you guys are starting to, you know, 
Well, on topic, you guys should value, value, what did I say? Value? Volume. Volume. Put your volume up for this (laughs) podcast and also value yourself and don't think that there's something wrong with you just because you deal with anxiety and depression because all of us do in one way or another, whether someone's open about it or not. Yeah. And if you see someone who needs help, like Gianna said, Mm. extend a hand because yeah whether or not they accept they're it. secretly asking for it right and they secretly want someone to help them right. and then let them come to you when they want but just let them know that you're there if you if they need it and if you guys need to extend a hand to us you know where to reach us dm us instagram dm us do you beat me page me whatever if you want to reach me yeah i can totally messed it up. i love Kim but hopefully you guys thought that this podcast was more legit amit yeah, we're not giggly, laughy. Um, except for the random people that were passing by. Yeah, but, but that's fine. It, it's okay yeah, to yeah. throw in a little bit of humor. Right. And fine. I try to joke about that. I try to joke about my stuff all the time. Like, yeah. like my, the memes I send are so bad, and I'm like, this if is If you funny. can find humor in things, that's, you know, one step forward. That's one of my coping things. Yeah. But always laugh at yourself, but also recognize if you need help, if you need to work on yourself. And because it's totally fine. We're all works in progress. Right. We're no all working towards. No, no one. Jesus. No one's perfect. No one has a perfect I'm like mental that life. White nope. painting canvas that has like a blob on it. That's it. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Just that little blob. <laughs> yep. Well, thanks for listening to our third episode, but don't listen to the first one. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> just like, just don't, skip just skip it. Like, I mean, you know it's there, but just skip it. Just don't even look at it. Yeah. But, because there's nothing yeah. about AM commutes in there except the fact that we hate drivers. And that I cut people off and I yell at people. But, you know, in our defense, it was the first one. And, uh, you know, the second one was getting better. And I think this one is, you know. Pretty legit. Yeah. It's yeah. legit. It's legit, bitch. <laughs> that was gross. Anyway. Uh, well, another person just passed by, but I actually don't know him. So. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Probably different office, but. Thanks for tuning in. Um, follow us on Instagram if you want. We'll be posting this soon. Yeah, maybe right? today. I could probably. probably post this today. Cause Wednesday, like, maybe we can do a Wednesday posting. Honestly, my mind's checked out all the way in Vegas. Me too. My I, mind's checked out. I have one more much. thing I need to do before. I actually have two. Oh shit! I have three more things I have to do before we before I'm good to go. I Dang gotta it. go write some. Damn it. Okay. Well, and we're hungry. gonna head gotta back. Go yeah, we gotta get back to the office, but. Thank you for listening in, and we will be back next, next week. week with maybe a little recap of Vegas and other things. So, uh, Which we will not tell you yet. Because we don't even know. We don't even know. <laughs> All right. See you guys later.